Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 86. On Monday there, we had the Digital Dairy Chain, which is quite an exciting development in the dairy sector here in Scotland and, for that matter, North England. A £20 million investment into the sector and sort of the rural, rural industries surrounding that, so very good for that, uh, for that industry and hopefully quite promising for those uh, associated companies. Um, on Next Friday, we'll have, from what I'm aware of, uh, Britain's biggest farming TikToker, I could be wrong, uh, and Maria Warren. Uh, so I've been following Maria since right at the start of the days of TikTok, her getting her grandpa, I would say, but as the Cornish word is, grandfer, uh, to shout different things and say things none of us understand. Um, so another one, another exciting one coming there on Friday. But today we have the female hoof, tr hoof trimmer and Sophie Mitchell-Smith. So I'm going to learn. I think this is going to be one of those podcasts where I'm going to sort of have to just pretend I have any idea what you're talking about because it's not something I've been involved in. I'm not someone that watches a lot of these sort of pimple-popping, hoof-trimming type YouTube videos because <laughs> I must say they don't do the same thing for me that they do for a lot of people. Oh, um, I, feel that's, I feel that's quite rare because a lot of people are absolutely... They love it. <laughs> they absolutely love it. Like, love it, oh, yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't, mean, get, oh. can't get over it. I, I can see why it's interesting that the hoof trimming one, in fairness, I totally get it. And I have sat down with my dad a few times um, to watch them. But, uh, I mean, let's not get into pimple popping because I'll just feel sick. But that side of things, I don't know why people watch all that sort of thing. Oh, well, not for me. <laughs> not for me at all. I, I, um, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit guilty with that one. <laughs> are you? Do you, you do watch them. Oh yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm always like popping like spots on my husband's back. I just can't help it. <laughs> nah, I just no, nah, I, I do not get it. That's quite a common thing though. Quite a lot of folk do that to their partner, don't they? I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. I'm uh, I'm very weird like that sort of thing. I've got quite a soft stomach and stuff like that. Are just not not satisfied. I love like do you know the videos the um like the uh, the the hydraulic press. And they put things in and they blow up and whatever. That's that's sort of thing. Yeah. You can't feel sick watching that, you know. <laughs> no, I like I like watching like you know like pressure washing. You know like when they do yeah. like patty and stuff. And I, I just it's I don't even know why it's so satisfying. I just I don't get it. But I just you just keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, I don't know if you've seen that guy on TikTok. He sort of like watches, like he puts the video of that on, like for example, pressure washing a patty or whatever. And uh, he sort of like puts his own face over it and just screams when they don't finish. And like I feel myself, like they'll, they'll do the whole thing and there's like a tiny little line they haven't done. And oh, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Why have you done this? <laughs> no, like, why would you leave just that little? Oh no, it's cruel. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cruel. Very very cruel. Um, well, that, that's that's been an interesting intro to the podcast talking about pimple popping and, and uh, cleaning patios. So that's been a good one. You know, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of peas in there. It pimple popping. It does a wee bit, it does a wee bit. Um, what's that? Pimple popping pressure washing. Oh, that's not a pee. Uh, so quite a lot of peas there. But uh, yeah, Sophie, tell, tell us about yourself. Uh, aside your, your sort of satisfaction uh, watching videos. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Just before we get started with another episode of the R2 cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, A-Plan Rural. A-Plan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry, such as myself. So thank you to Aplan Rural for that. Um, so um, I'm, um, well, as you can tell from the name, the female cattle hoof trimmer. Um, I have been for the past 10 years. Um, I work alongside my dad. So we're, we're, we've been a father-daughter team for 10 years. Um, and I've got uh, a daughter. And um, yeah, uh, and life's pretty good at the moment. <laughs> good. Uh, was it was it was like when when did you think oh hoof trimming might be fun was that just something you did as a kid with your old man or so know? when so when my mum and dad started trimming um I was kind of like going along now and then uh and helping out um but 
actually before that my dad my mum and dad used to do relief milking and I used to just go now and then to help them do that as well right. so I kind of like got into farming in that way um and I kind of just like fell into it into the trimming because my mum had to eventually stop right. and I was going a bit more and a bit more and I thought oh hang on a minute I actually like quite enjoy this um and then I started uh, doing a bit of trimming myself because at first I was kind of just going to help my dad get cows in and write stuff down and just do odd little bits like that um and then when I actually got a feel for the actual trimming and I was like oh my god this is like pretty satisfying um, and then you start kind of seeing the work that you did, like for the cows, and then you it just it just grew and grew, and and then I never looked back since. And was was your was your mom and dad from farming before? Um, my my dad was from was more from farming than my mom. So my dad used to work on my uncle's farm, and okay. then he he then went to agricultural college, and then my mom and dad then went to manage farms. Um, so that the first farm that they ever managed was at Bankery in um, up in Scotland, right. and I think they did two farms up there. Um, and then they ended up moving to Yorkshire to manage a farm there, and then eventually going to then going on to Warrington. Uh, they managed a farm there, but every time they were having to move, it was because they were getting made redundant. Yeah. Farms were just packing up. Um, and then I was actually born in Warrington. So I only had about two, two years there um, until we had to move back to Oldham, which is actually where my mum and dad are from. Yeah. Um, so then my, the farming kind of like, the farming side of it all kind of disappeared. Uh, like my dad was doing, my mum and dad were doing like relief milking, but only like now and then alongside yeah. other jobs. Um, and then my dad um, somehow managed to figure out, find out about hoof trimming, and then that's how them two got in, got got into it. It's uh, it sounds like they've farmed everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a few farms. Yeah, <laughs> they've, they've tried all the places. They've certainly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you don't remember much about Warrington, uh, given you left it too. Uh, but it, yeah, it's always a dangerous game trying to gauge someone's age but I'm guessing if you've been in this 10 years you pretty much left school into it or am I wrong there am I how old do you think I am well my guess from that would be just to I'm guessing a couple of years older than myself about 27 oh that's dangerous um 31 oh well that's worked that's worked well for both of us I can't get in trouble and uh no. yeah. <laughs> Um, was was there anything before you kicked off in hoof trimming after you left school? Or? Um, yeah, so I'd actually had plans to join the police. Okay. I, wasn't, I didn't like have my heart set on it. I just kind of like, I was trying to think of different things that I could do with my career. Um, and I joined the special constables, um, which is like a voluntary um, job, but you've got exactly more or less the same powers as, as in the okay. police. Uh, so I did that for, I think that was like two years. Um, I realised it wasn't really for me. I really enjoyed it, but it just it just wasn't for me at all. Like I, I, probably because I was only like twenty twenty one when I did it. Yeah. I might have, and I was a lot more shy back then than I was now. So I think maybe with dealing with people, it, it might have been a bit harder for me back then. Than it probably would have been now, but um, but yeah. Anyway, I didn't didn't really enjoy it. So then, at the same, but at, like at the same time, I was trimming. So yeah. the kind of the liking of the trimming took over. So I was just like, well, I'm just going to start doing this uh, special constable stuff. And then I uh, I decided to go and um, do a course, and and then yeah, never looked back. <laughs> and and did you jump straight in? Uh with your dad or did you try yourself on your own or no, did you jump no, into this? I've, I've literally just worked with my dad yeah um, just just followed on helping moving in the cows like you said yeah, yeah. so it's only <clears throat> yeah so it's only like it's only recently where I've actually been going on odd days by myself so 
like if my dad's been ill or something like that and I've been able to go to a farm where they they can help me out um but I mean yeah it's it's always more or less been um been me and my dad what's what's that's quite interesting because I mean you, you quite you quite often hear well I would, it's quite interesting. I'm just sort of trying to look back on the podcast at how many folk are working with parents. It's quite often maybe like a, a mum or a dad or sort of just nearing the end or sort of retiring, that sort of thing. The end of their career, not the end. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised how that came out. That's the very end. <laughs> Good God, Wallace, weren't that better. Um, the end of their career, they're coming towards retirement, thinking I'm easing off a bit. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. And they're sort of jumping on and taking more, more responsibility. But it sounds like you've sort of jumped in at, at, at just the, the sort of peak of business for your old man, just jumping in and, and I assume making the job quicker. Is, is that sort of how you can yeah. that way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like when my when like my mum had to kind of um, stop because she had to look after my nana. So it was kind of forced on, on in that way. Yeah. But as I've come in, I've like helped to improve. So say like they were on, like paper like writing everything down on paper like it's a bit of you thing like I've got them onto the computer which makes it a lot quicker as well and um and plus my mum could never like use the grinder so my dad was always having to do all the grinder work on the feet so then she'd do the knife work whereas now um I'm I'm doing the grinder work as well so that makes it a hell of a lot quicker so like me and dad can do two feet at once whereas before it was a lot it it was a lot slower when it was um my mum and dad and plus it's kind of worked out better because as as we as me and my dad have gone on with the years like the numbers of cows have gone up so yeah so it kind of works that we both do that we can both equally do the work so then it's a lot quicker so then you're finishing and you know a lot sooner and you're not getting probably as, as long a days as you probably would have back when my mum and dad were doing it and also probably the feet are in a lot better shape now um because like because we're doing more yeah so we can yeah so yeah You've already made me feel quite silly <laughs> because the whole time that since I got in touch with you, I knew it was a sort of daughter father thing. I was like, must have two crushes. How else would they do it? Together? <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes I question myself. My poor <laughs> agricultural students that listen to me sometimes must think, who have they got as a lecture? Eh. <laughs> so I generally have been trying to rack my brains. Like, I wonder how that one works. Did they just go to separate farms? You must have two crushes. It's the only way it can possibly work. So that makes more sense. I've got you now. I've got you now. Um, to be fair, though, there are some people that actually work with their dad, but they, they actually do work separately because they've got so many customers. They can, they've got two, they are running two crushes. Yeah. Um, especially if they've got like a massive uh, farm where they're doing like, say, I don't know, like over 100, then they will need two crushes to get through the numbers. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, the most me and dad have ever done is like <clears throat> 70 in a day. And that's a, that's a big day. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Like you, you definitely need two crushes if you were doing like over a hundred uh, cattle in a day. Well, I've, I've got questions about the actual process in a minute. But one question I really want to know is how, how is it working with a father? You know, cause quite a lot of people, it's difficult. Some folk just get on great. Do you work, do you work well with your dad? Just goes well. Yeah, we're, yeah. we we do actually. Yeah, yeah, because I've heard of some people that actually struggle to kind of work with the parents because yeah. you've got like mixed, you know, you've got like mixed views and ideas and stuff. But I mean, I think it's good if you can, if you've got someone to work with, you can kind of, like me and dad kind of like, we, we bounce off each other yeah. and we're, we are very close anyway. Um, and so, I mean, some days we don't even, like hardly speak to each other because we know what each other's doing like all the time like we've got our own little roles in um in the day that we know you know like I'll like carry on trimming while my dad goes and fetches a cow and and we just we just kind of click in some ways I mean yeah. we have like you know we have like little like disagreements on what the treatment is oh, oh I'm sure <laughs> it's like a cow's got like 
some bruising I'm like look let's just block it and you know it it'll it'll help it'll help the benefit and, she, and he's like oh well I, well I think she's got enough height on the other side and I'm just like just block it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean but it is it is good when there's two people deciding what's best for the cow so it's not all on the one person which yeah. sometimes it can be it can be like like you, you can wonder what what the best thing to do is so but yeah I mean overall we've we work really well together we hardly argue or anything and um yeah we just nicely click I think that's good that's good I take it you're no you've got a daughter and a husband you won't be staying at home but are you nearby I take it it's a I'm literally a minute walk that's it (laughs) okay yeah so it's different house so that means you're not constantly together so that probably helps things as well Um, yeah definitely (laughs) I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors A-Plan Rural A-Plan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates the UK over and will give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or a fancy new and exciting diversification uh, so the, you've been saying things like using the grinder, using the knife, using the block. Oh, three things I actually know what they are, uh, but that's that's just about where my knowledge of this finishes. Um, <laughs> hoof trimming, as we said, sort of right at the start, is one of those things that's massively blown up on on social media. Yeah, um, thanks to a few people, uh, yourself being one of them. There is obviously one main person that's absolutely blown it up in Graham Barker. Um, but how? What are you actually looking for? Like, what? What is? I remember I, I interviewed a hoof trimmer once before, and they said the best way to hoof trim is in a preventative state. You know, just hoof trimming routine, not actually trying to hoof trim a problem. But is that right? Yeah. Is that sort of what you're after? Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly right. It, it's it's all you can't stress enough to people how much the prevention side of trimming is one of the most important things because. The prevention stops is is hopefully stopping you from having to do all the curative side. Yeah. So when we go to when we go to farms, we advise that the cows get done at say between sixty to one hundred days in milk, um, dry and dry off stage are the two main um, times to trim a cow. And obviously, if the cow goes lame um, in the meantime, then she'll get seen then um but the prevent but yeah the prevention is is it's so important like um you can't stress it on the farmer enough and and to be fair like most of our customers are are very good at that they'll they'll do them at the at the right time um yeah so yeah very important yeah and if if you are trimming a routine hoofs yeah and you what, what are you expecting to see there is that like a 10 second process or how how what's involved in that um so when you lift when so so when you lift the hoof up you you're looking at, at what actually needs doing so some i mean at some farms you'll get a foot a foot up and it'll hardly need touching it'll literally need modeling out that's it right so you so the modeling out is relieving is relieving the area um where the most pressure is put you know from the pedal bone that presses okay. that presses down onto the corium. So what you want to do is relieve that area to stop the uh, to stop any bruising or um or, or any um, sole ulcers from occurring from that area. Right. Um, but I mean, you can all feet are different shapes and sizes, so you you need observation is the key really when you look at a foot. Um, I mean, you can get them where they're quite badly long long overgrown so like they're quite long so you need to trim them back to the correct um length um and sometimes they can be because they're quite long they can be quite deep in the um in the in the sole okay uh, so it, it's all about getting them in that right shape and maintaining that throughout throughout that year so that's why it's important to be doing them at those um stages to make sure that they don't get overgrown and they don't put pressures on areas that that they, they shouldn't do and then the side that that as i said online that sells is is when there's issues what what sort of issues are you expecting to see in dairy cattle is there things that you um, know you're going to see all the time is there things that are a shock you know yeah 
Uh, it depends what farm you go to. So, <laughs> so sometimes you know, you, you know that um, that dermatitis is going to be an issue at that farm. You just you just know it is. Um, but yeah, so dermatitis is quite um, a favourite to find, and there's white line disease and um, and so also the probably the main um, issues that you're going to see amongst dairy herds. Um, you will you'll so you will find some like i don't know if you've heard of them like toe necrosis yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah so that that that's uh they can be nasty um but yeah the, the three main ones are white line disease dermatitis and and ulcers and i'm genuinely so interested here uh you might just tell me to go to your instagram and see but uh how how do you treat these different problems um so with dermatitis, we tend to use um, a copper sulfate gel um, okay. to, to treat it. But we advise the farmer, if you see any dermatitis on the cow, try and spray it in it's spot treatment, basically. Um, white, white line disease and ulcers are normally, the mainly the thing that we can do is, is by sticking a block onto the other claw because um, the, the block helps uh, relieve that um, that lame claw um, yeah. from from the cow putting the weight on it and um, but yeah that that's that's oh and trimming them back as well if you can um, that's really the main ways that we can kind of help help the cows out really and and you mentioned blocks and uh, yes what what. Not what it's a block. A block's a block. How how do you use the block? How how, how do you attach them? How do they work? Where, you know, what, what are you going to use so, them for? Yeah, yeah. So we use um we use different. You can use a different range of blocks. So we use um wooden blocks and um like plastic blocks. Uh, the plastic blocks are for more like problems that you want the block to last a bit longer because they don't because they don't wear as quick as um a wooden block. Right. Uh, so what we so what we do is we we glue we glue them on onto the onto the claw um we, we use um bovi bond it's called um okay. and it's it's really good stuff i mean the stuff that people used to use was an absolute nightmare you used to have to mix a liquid and a powder together and then it'd take forever to go off <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare but these these blocks that we use now where you you literally just you just you just you just um there's two things there's two what they called there's like two substances in this um cartridge and they mix right. and it literally goes off in about 30 seconds and right. whereas before you yeah so like whereas before it was taking it used to take about three or five minutes for this stuff to go off it was an absolute nightmare i used to get my mum and dad off that stuff I was oh, just like, hey, okay. I'm, not using this, I'm not using this anymore <laughs> So, so when you got involved, uh, you wanted to digitise some of the paperwork and get rid of this old product. That was, yeah. that was happening. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I'm not using, I am not using this anymore. If I'm having to put the blocks on, we're going to globe. <laughs> but I think more or less every single foot trimmer uses glue now. It's uh, it's because you don't the quicker you can the quicker you can trim and treat a cow, the better because you don't want them staying in the crush for too long. You literally want. Them oh yeah in in and out and back 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 to resting and um and, and eating and stuff so but it's just everything's a lot quicker nowadays it's uh it's shocking really compared to what it was like like 10 even 10 years ago like yeah. the crushes have advanced so much it, and you know the they're, they're done in no time they don't even know what's happened some of them they're just like oh i've, I've been trimmed <laughs> why did my leg lift up <laughs> it's time to go uh, <laughs> you know some of some of the crushes are quite something you know oh, like yeah um i mean we've got we've got a crush at work it's not not a house driven crush just quite a fancy clip x crush and uh, compared to what we have at home i'm like good god this is fancy and then you see some of the the house trimming ones i'm like jesus like a tardis man. there's so much here there's so many bits i'm like how do they know what every bit does there's so many uh with, with a yeah, they are. They are actually. Um, some some engineering in them. With a block, how long can they wait on? Is that like it'll come off itself, or do you the next time you're in take it off? How does that work? 
yeah so some some fall off by themselves after about four or five weeks um but we normally say any kind of cow with a with a block and with like like if we don't go to that farm for like six weeks um I always ask to see them again to make sure that right. the block's not uh, because if a block's left on too long it can start um like digging into into the you know like the heel area because obviously you know the ho the hooves grow so the so then the block falls forward and then it'll yeah. start pressing so um it's important that we actually see them again but I mean a lot of the time the blocks can just fall off themselves um but yeah I like I like checking cows when when I can just to make sure that doesn't happen because there's nothing more irritating than healing up the side that was the problem yeah then the other side's the issue now just because the block didn't get taken off quick enough <laughs> yeah that would that'd be very annoying um yeah <laughs> I uh, I actually I, I'd mentioned to some friends about uh bringing yourself on the podcast and they were like oh I've got a question for it and the question was huh? What is the worst thing you've came across? Hoof trimming, not just in life. Uh. <laughs> the worst thing in hoof trimming? Oh, God. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure, actually. Probably just the, the horrible necrotic toes that you can get. The yeah, they, they must just... Do they smell bad? I assume they do. Oh, they smell so bad. Like, yeah. if, I've, if, I've been, if I've been to a farm... <laughs> They've got where they've had a necrotic, like a couple of necrotic toes, and I come home, and Will's like, "You stink," <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm sorry, I can't help it." But he can just smell it straight away. It just clings onto your onto your clothes. It, the the horrible. I'd probably say that they're like that's like the worst I've I've seen really. Like you see no. like little things in cow feet, um, like do you know, like cow's teeth or. Like a nail, I've had a nail in a cow's foot, which was literally sticking right. out like into it that much. And I'd, I was thinking, you just think, how how was she even? Well, she wasn't really walking on it, but. And like, what do you do there? It's not just like taking a nail out of wood, is it? Or is it? Is that what you do? Yeah, it's li it literally. Yeah. You literally just pull it out. Um, but the stuff, the stuff that they they get in the feet is just. It just might you like you think you've seen it all and then you find yeah. something so extraordinary. <laughs> you wonder yeah, but like you wonder the relief. where they pick them up. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah, the relief for taking that nail out must have been amazing. Do they yeah. then are they then able to walk or are they still pretty notably lame after that, I assume? Like that example, like with the nail. That's not gonna be a yeah, so effect, is it? Yeah, so no, no, well, um no, they will they will be lame for like probably a week or two after, but it's all about the, you know, getting a block on. It's the treatment afterwards, yeah. and obviously the farmer would probably give us some pain relief for that. Um, anything like that, anything really painful. And like in in sheep, we we get that thing. I say in sheep, we as if I'm a sheep. Um, I've just more used work with sheep. Get the, the sort of yeah. the granuloma, which is like the wee sort of strawberry looking thing on top of the hoof. And and like truth is, people have got ideas as to what it is, but no one's got a strict reason as to where it comes from. Is that the same with like the necrosis in the toe there? Or do we know what's happening there? Do we know what's caused that? Or do we not really know? Um so yeah, so normally uh, normally a necrotic toe started because of either, do you know, if she gets like an abscess in a toe and right. it's not been left untreated that's um that i'd probably say that's the favorite so if you've got right. like a stone in it or something like that but uh, they also think that um dermatitis <coughs> plays a, a big part in it so if say she has got like a, a lesion or an abscess in a toe and then um the dermatitis gets onto that lesion and it just eats away at uh, and it just the infection just goes deeper and deeper into the toe and uh, yeah and that's how they, they that's how they can kind of start I always I mean me and dad have always I, I, other people have probably thought this as well but if you go to a farm that has got quite a high dermatitis rate they're gonna have necrotic toes right okay um, I've, I have always found that so say like we go to a farm we go to a farm every week they're really hot on the foot bath in got hardly any dermy and they, you'd be lucky if you even saw one or two necrotic toes there 
Whereas Maybe. I go to, whereas you could go to another farm that the dermatitis is an issue and they, they'll have like a, a, good, a good few cows with necrotic toes because it's just like, it's not under control, the dermatitis, that's the problem. And it's just, it's everywhere. It's, 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 it's horrible stuff. So uh, your husband, did you say his name was Will? I did I catch that right? Uh, you got sorry? Did you say your, your husband's name was Will? Is, yes. Yeah, so, so Will knows the days you're going to come back and he's going to know what the smell is. <laughs> he knows oh, yeah, is yeah. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like prepare himself. So if you, yeah, <laughs> as soon as I walk through the door, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, what was I was going to say, uh, I feel like I'm good. Yeah, so you're saying there like you're going to some places every week. I'm guessing you don't have many clients because you're quite often at those places. Is that how it works, or? Um, yeah. So, like, my, I mean, we used to have quite a lot when I'd say like six or seven years ago. We were quite, we were really, really busy. And but as time's gone on, farmers have kind of retired. Like we've like not lost, but like three of our farmers have retired because you know with the cow prices being so good at the moment um i think they've just got to retirement age and they're just like we might as well do it now while the prices are good um so but because even though we've like say lost those three customers in quite a short space yes it's not really overly affecting us because the farms that we're going to at the moment are giving us more work yeah yeah um so like what the one that we go to every week's got like eight, eight or nine hundred cows and we go every week doing at least 50 or 60 and then like you'll get a where some days they'll be sometimes they'll be like oh can you do us an extra day and they're kind of like filling in the days that you've been missing yeah that's handy yeah so um so it's not it's not seemed so bad that we've that we've lost a couple but I mean I mean my dad's not like really wanting to work at full speed like we were like six or seven years ago because he, for sure, yeah. he's, he's getting older and we, you know so I don't blame him for that but not we're not really like out looking for work you know like advertising or anything like that because we've probably just got enough on with what we've got now and uh I, I don't know what age your daughter is but is she showing any interest does she come along or is she just too young uh she's yeah she's only four <laughs> probably too young yeah. to be starting this <laughs> yeah a little bit too young yeah <laughs> um Although, i don't know i might I might get i might get her um working soon <laughs> yeah, yeah you might have more clients coming in uh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um do you lift all four hooves every time um, no, we can't do that in our crush. Um, you can okay. do in, other, in in some others, but um, me and Dad lift two feet up at once. So I'll so stay when, when I'm doing the back right foot. My dad will do the front left foot. No, sorry, I mean like so every time a cow comes in, do you lift all four before she goes out? I know not at the exact same time. All right, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, with the preventive with the preventative trimming, we always do all four feet. Right. Um if we get a cow in that's just coming for like, say like a lane back, a lane back foot, sometimes we'll only do the back two feet. Right. Um, unless we know it's just got overgrown front feet, then I'll do, then we'll do them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but we've got, we get some farmers that, that say like, Oh, she only needs the one foot doing. Um, and you're like, well, no, <laughs> she needs both. She needs both of them looking at, because you just know that if you don't look at both feet, then she's going to go lame on the other foot. So you might as well do it while she's in. It's it's just it's it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And from if they're saying that, is it paid per hoof? Yeah. If so you saying, right. Yeah. So it's it, it's a certain cost. So like you, they'll obviously you don't have to say less. prices if you don't want to. By the way, no, just, no. So they'll obviously yeah. like pay less for just to have the one foot done. Yeah. But really, it's probably more cost effective to have both feet done because then yeah. you know that she's had the other foot trimmed. But they don't see it like that. <laughs> no, I know it's money right now. That's what you're seeing, isn't it? As opposed to yeah. Sort of, um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2 cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug 
the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. Um, you're quite big on Instagram, Sophie. It's just Instagram. You, you, YouTube as well, haven't you? YouTube? YouTube? No, I don't, I don't do YouTube, no. no. It's um, just Instagram. I've had a few people... Yeah, it's just Instagram. So I've had a few people asking, like, do you do YouTube or anything? And, yeah, do you know when you're, like, kind of, like, umming and ahhing about it? But then I think, well, you know, there's already other foot trimmers on, on there doing it, so... I don't know. Maybe one day I might do it. Do you know, but... do you know what it sells well on? I mean, like uh, some folk do the sort of 10 minute YouTube videos, landscape videos, but it would sell very well on like, the sort of shorts type channels, YouTube shorts, TikToks, all that sort of thing. I assume you do a lot of reels, don't you, on Instagram? Um, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Um, that would that would go down well. I'd just go through TikTok, looking at whatever you are on TikTok and dance, and then a hoof trimmer comes up because that's happened to me a yeah. few times. Uh, so, yeah, no, why, why and when? Why and when did you start Instagram? What, what brought that about? Uh, so I started I started Instagram when, do you know, when lockdown was on. So yeah. I actually post, posted a video of me trimming on Facebook, on my, on my personal Facebook. I realised it was getting a bit of interest and I was like, hang on a minute, like people might actually find this interesting. So I actually had no intention of putting it on Instagram. Right. <laughs> at all um because I just didn't think it'd do well at all and I was just gonna stick with it on Facebook so I made like um a female who trimmer thing of on Facebook um and then I was just sat there and I was like right I'll I'll just see how it how it how it goes on on Instagram and it ended up being the most successful which is oh, really yeah so but I also didn't realise at the time what what a big farming community there was on Instagram. I couldn't believe it. I was just Mate, like, it? <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Like, honestly, I just didn't realise how many, obviously more younger farmers that were um, that have accounts on there, but I couldn't believe it. Like, and then the more you got talking to people, like, you obviously, like, everyone shares each other's stuff. So the, the more you got shared um the more popular it got and I think because you don't really come across many girls that are in trimming I don't really at the time there wasn't anyone that actually like there wasn't there was girls doing it but there wasn't right. actually any girls that had a pro you know, like a profile set up on there an account so I thought oh well I'll take advantage of it and see whether it gets any interest in it and it, and it did um surprisingly um and I've had anything but positive um things off people and it's um and I've made some friends on there that I probably would have never have made friends with before um in farming because obviously a lot of my friends were from like from the, the not from a farming community yeah. so um so that's it's been really nice to 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 have that kind of con contact through Instagram with other people on that are, that are in farming it's uh, it's quite interesting you sort of mentioned about the the sort of network that's there in farming on Instagram. I was I started pretty much during lockdown as well. It was like two weeks into lockdown. I was back home lambing and I was like, oh, let's post some videos of some lambs. And uh, it, it just started then. And I was just posting some content, some videos on Facebook. It was Facebook I started on as well. And I, I was quite, it got quite pally with Cami, like sheep game quite early on. And obviously he was like flying at this point, really starting to sort of kick off. And uh, he was probably the first one I got quite close with. And then over the last three years, like I, I have countless friends, people I could go to for quite a lot of things that some of them I haven't even met yet, all through Instagram. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And uh, like you say, everyone proper supports each other, shares each other's stuff, pushes each other's content, all that sort of thing. It's brilliant. Absolutely love it. It's such a cool little... Community is a community, you know. Um, yeah. I say, well, it's a big bloody community. There's a lot of folks. I, I honestly, it really shocked me, like how many people were on there. I just couldn't believe it, like, and how popular it is as well. Like, the, I mean, you know, you're going to get some people like with some, of course, you know, but... like, getting issues like with the with like vegans and stuff. Like, I've seen people share that stuff, but but overall. I think people have actually just got a massive genuine inter interest into farming and I think it's a really good way for 
for people to see what farming is actually about because they'll never some people just never be able to get on a farm an actual working farm yes i mean yeah you can go to your petting farms but they're not the same are they it's, that's not that's not actual proper farm well that's it and, and you know it's, it's that's it I and mean, we can sort of see some lambs sitting around or some goats playing around but you're not seeing what a farm is yeah you're absolutely right it's, it's funny you mentioned that actually. i live in i'm not from dumfries but i live in dumfries and uh, there's there's a a place that i pass every day going to work called dalscon farm and they're the most followed let me that's right the most followed farm park in the world on facebook uh, yeah, 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 and and they just they do lives every day, like talking to goats, and it's like three and a half thousand likes. I'm like, this is mad. Like, I can hear the goats, you know. <laughs> um, but it's brilliant getting that sort of story out. And his 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 Instagram, his, you don't you said you don't sort of use it to to market the business or anything like that. But has has it sort of created any opportunities for you, Instagram, or do you just like posting on there and seeing where it goes? <clears throat> uh- yeah, I just, I, I mean, I've, I've just, um, I just like kind of showing what our day to day is really. Like, I mean, I've had some, I've had some good, op- like, I mean, even like doing these kind of podcast things, are, I mean, it's given me a chance to kind of like get out there and stuff yeah. and, and meet people like and, and, and talk and talk about hoof trimming and stuff. It's, um, I mean, I've got, like, I've got to be honest, like, say 10 years ago I'd have never been able to do this <laughs> well, you said you were quite shy yeah so that's yeah, yeah so doing yeah. doing this sort of stuff has actually kind of helped my confidence massively yeah. um but yeah it's 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 been good <clears throat> since I've joined I've been able to you know like I've been in like the farmer's guardian and stuff like that and which probably would have never have happened if if I wasn't on there yeah because um, I mean like I said before you just don't come across many girls that do it and it is a very male dominated um industry and but i mean is, it, had, is it still sophie is it still male dominated um, i'd probably say it is still male dominated but you hear of you, you are hearing of more girls um coming right. out now yeah. like, I, did, like, I did a post, like a few weeks ago because i asked some girls that i knew that did hoof trimming um to send me like a picture of them doing it and then um, write a bit of a paragraph of how they got into it because I just think it's quite interesting like how they even got because I got obviously I got through it through my dad yeah um, but if if my dad had never have done it I'd have never have done it so it's like it, it's interesting to know how they got into it and because I had also I had a girl message me um like last year saying that she was interested in doing hoof trimming but she got she kept getting told off people to not bother because it's too dangerous and all this lot. All right. And then just and you just wonder why people like why they were like putting her off it. I the mean, way I see it is, if a cow can damage a woman, they can damage a man. There's not that much of a difference. They're so much bigger than us. It doesn't yeah. change. Anything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <clears throat> women have got like a bit of a a disadvantage with the strength, but. God, there's like near, on on the farms that I go to, all the staff are quite willing to help. You, but the, the crush is doing the strength, yeah. The crush is doing yeah, the majority so of the strength, yeah. Really, the only thing that you're going to probably need the strength for is if, say, your setup's not very good. So if you're not, if you haven't got a race and you're having to push them up and stuff, but I mean, there's always people there to help you. They're not going to. They're not going to be like, right, I'm going now, see ya. Just trim those yes. 30 pounds. <laughs> they'll, they'll help you. Do you know, the, the thing that always sort of interested me was, um, like, cattle dressing. And I'm not going to come out and say it's female dominant because I don't know if that's true. But just about all of the cattle dressers I know are female. I can think of mm. two that aren't, and I know a lot of cattle dressers. It's just funny how it doesn't sort of transfer because it's, it's not the same job, not not the same job at all, but it's a similar job in a sense, you know. And you would sort of think they they don't come hand in hand, but you could see the sort of similarities in the fact that there would be a lot of women going over to that because it's just a similar job. But it's funny how over time these things just develop a dominance on one side, and uh, it sort of takes like an active shift, like you're sort of creating with with the different photos of other folk, um, to to make that change. And that, that's got to be a good thing because there's. As I've said a million times, 
males have benefits, females don't, females have benefits that males don't. And and we bring all of them together to do a job pretty well, especially the position like yourself. You've got one male and one female. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see it grow. And I mean, like even like women in farming in general has, has oh, yeah, I don't that's... think in any way increased in numbers, women in farming. We just don't have the, the typical archetypal, the farmer who's the man um, being the person that was it's now just everyone's the same and that's such a more positive and refreshing industry to be in there's still a lot of work to do like but um yeah yeah exactly the right direction you know uh, yeah definitely. um yeah. and like there's a there's a women in agriculture podcast uh, and i don't know the ladies names that do it it's not called the women in agriculture podcast but it's like that sort of thing and just some of the folk you see on there i'm like yeah these folk are leading their industry and it's it's i don't really see it as men and women in fairness but i get with sort yeah, of just- but yeah yeah just just nice and equal now isn't it it's yeah. it's uh yeah it's really good it's uh it's nice to see yeah it is it is it's very positive to see um well sophie i've learned a lot about who's trying <laughs> i knew just about zero uh before this kicked off um we've actually got a house trimming course well at the point of recording not the point of release but we've got a house trimming course at work uh going on and I think we've got three or four students that are quite keen and doing it on Thursday so um yeah and two of them are female so maybe maybe you'll be seeing some more from Scotland appearing on Instagram yeah. or so. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um it's a uh, yeah absolutely thank you for coming on but there's two questions I ask everyone now I don't know if you've ever watched an R2 cast don't I'm not offended if not don't worry but there's two questions we ask absolutely every person and I'm actually quite impressed at this point that I started these interviews in June 2020, and those two questions have been the same all the way. Uh, oh. So, yeah, no, it's, it's quite good going, I'm quite impressed with myself. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? And if you had any tips for folk getting into, and we've probably kind of already touched on this, but we'll ask it anyway, any tips for folk getting into hoof trimming, what would they be? Um, so, in, where do I see myself in five years? I'm hoping that I'll still be doing it. <laughs> Good, good. With uh, a nine-year-old, maybe helping you. <laughs> you never know. She can make all the brews, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm hope. I'm really hoping that I'll be um, be able to carry it on, um, and that maybe that my dad might be still doing it part time. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that I can I can carry that on. Um, Advice wise. I'd probably say it's always good to get a bit of experience to make sure it's something that you definitely want to do. Because uh, I was lucky enough to start going with my um, with my dad at first and that's how my interest grew. Um, but yeah, if you can kind of like, maybe even if, you, if you're a farmer, that if you're working on a farm and you want to get interested in doing feet, then lifting some feet up and having a look and and, and having a bit of a go that way and maybe getting on a course or something like that um yeah. but yeah I, I always think if you can kind of go along with a trimmer on a day or two and see how it works and and see them trimming I think that's always um a, a good thing to do excellent I, I take it's not one of those jobs you just jump into because you've got a lot of farmers that aren't going to be happy if you don't do it right you've got to make sure you're sort of jumping in correct yeah yeah you got to make yeah I mean you, you you've got to make sure you do if you want to do it properly you've got to do a course it, i yeah. think that's it's really I think by important. law you have to do you not yeah well it, it, yeah it's, it's a bit of a gray area i mean any person can kind of you know could kind of go on a farm and trim cow's feet but as the milk the milk buyers are getting a, a lot more where they're saying like you've got to have a professional category one yeah. foot trim that regularly does regularly does um, check days and stuff like that, which I think is a very good thing because you just don't want a cowboy coming onto your farm trimming and wrecking your cow's feet. You just that's like one of the worst things that could happen. So I think that's really important that you make sure that your foot trim is, um, you know, done a course and, and and stuff like that. It's uh, it's really important. Excellent. Good. Well. Here, Sophie, thank you very much for the tips. Thank you for telling us where you think you'll be and, and thank you also for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, these things always absolutely fly by. We're, we're over 50 minutes there and it feels like two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it disappears, doesn't it? It's like, like that. 
uh, it just totally disappears. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on. If you want to check out Sophie and you are listening or watching, it's the female hoof trimmer on Instagram. And uh, yeah, especially if you sort of buy into that um, satisfying video sort of thing, uh, it's it's one that's just a wee bit. I'm not good with it, <laughs> but for most people, it's plenty of abscesses on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> This is why um, I am very much aware of what you do, but I must say I haven't watched them all because some of the, the, the gnarly ones, I'm just, I'm so soft, like so soft. It's embarrassing. Uh, students bully me for it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to check Sophia, check out the female hoof trimmer on Instagram. Uh, for those of you that enjoy the podcast every week on Friday, or next week, I should say, uh, we'll have um, Maria Warren on. So anyone who, you, do you know who Maria is by any chance, Sophia? Not aware of Maria? No, no I've not nope. heard of her, no. Um, yeah, she's about nine hundred thousand followers on TikTok. So uh, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty entertaining. Wow. Yeah, no, pretty major. Eh? And it all all came from our Cornish grandpa saying "grandfer" eh, or, or speaking, and she calls him "grandfer." Sorry. Um, so yeah, Maria, massive on on uh, on TikTok, and as we we're speaking about earlier, a big advocate of women in farming and also a. Uh, 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 farm safety. She works a lot with the Yellow Wellies. Um, not on, for those of you who don't know, Yellow Wellies or the Farm Safety Foundation. So we'll see you for that next week. Thank you for listening along. And Sophie, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2Cast. I just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, Aplan Rural. If you follow Aplan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside Aplan Rural so far and long may it continue. The values of Aplan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at Aplan Rural and on Facebook at Aplan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.